The Artificial Intelligence Podcast. AI in real life. Have you ever been to Paris? It's one of my mom's favorite cities in the world. A neighborhood we love is the Hill of Montmartre, with its quaint artists and gorgeous views, and of course, the Sacre Coeur, whose stairs are always worth it. Those stairs also hold one of my most stressful teenage memories. I think I was about 14 or so, and I had just gotten my first mobile, one of those Motorola flip phones in my favorite shade of purple. I accidentally left all of my stuff at the top of those stairs and only realized it after my dad asked me where my backpack was while we had just reached the bottom of that hill. I ran back up to find it safe and sound with a salesman behind one of the stalls. Fate of my parents and me took a hit that day, but my fate in humanity was definitely restored. At the World Summit AI, sponsored by Microsoft, I saw someone forget his phone at a table. This was Alessio Maro, CEO of NeoI, and it turns out he didn't forget his phone at all. He just left it there, without a care in the world, because his phone is unusable by anyone but himself. So why bother? Isn't that something we would all want? And not just for our phones, but for our cars, our houses, anything with a lock? Neohide will help the banks and the business to reduce frauds using a new kind of technology that is called the behavioral recognition. Essentially, we look at the way the user interacts with the mobile device or computer, and we are able to detect if you are the real user, you are the owner, or if you are a fraudster. And of course, uh, we do an extensive view of, uh, uh, use of AI and machine learning to recognize the users. In this scenario, of course, uh, the idea is that even if uh, an hacker is able to steal your password or an hacker breach into the bank security and still hold the password, uh, the hacker is still not able to assess. Okay. Because the behavior, uh, the way he's uh, um, typing the password or using the password is different from the owner. It's an extra added layer of security on top of the password that we already use. Correct, correct. And how is that different from, say, a fingerprint or a face scan that's already available on a lot of phones? Sure. Well, consider that bi bi biometrics, uh, the way they're implemented today, like Touch ID or Face ID, they don't really have security. For example, uh, Touch ID or Face ID, whenever they don't work, you just type the password because there is an alternative. And of course, uh, as soon as is there, there is an alternative that is the password, the password is the weakest link in the security chain. Right, right. Yeah. And so you need to improve security, and, uh, but you, you, you can't use biometric, uh, the, the current biometric system because, of course, uh, they always use the password as an alternative. Right. So I noticed that you left your phone on the table when we went here. <laughs> yes, of course. And you just left it there. Very secure. <laughs> right. So how does it work for you as a user? Well, uh, consider that this is a solution that we provide for banks and enterprises. They install this solution inside the mobile application and uh, you just have to use the application as you normally use. And uh, the application will log you out or whenever he asks you to log in, it won't let you to assess if you are not the owner. 
How did you do this? How does that application know whether it's you or me? Uh, maybe you can take in consideration how you are taking the phone. So if you take the phone from your pocket, I'm doing it now. Yes. Look at the way you are holding it up. Are you using one hand, two hand, the left hand, the right hand? Uh, how much pressure you put in the finger when you touch the screen? Uh, what is the angle of vision? What is the distance between you and the face? So all these factors together are unique as a, uh, for an individual, as much as a face or a voice. That you never think about, but that you do the same every time. Exactly, exactly. So uh, consider that there are over a hundred of different factors that we can collect to do this recognition. But still, like I usually have my phone in my right pocket, but I might have it in my left pocket sometimes. And, you know, I usually hold it with one hand, but then I might be on my bike and hold it in the other. So how do you account for us being humans and not robots? So uh, consider that uh, is it true that the behavior is constantly changing? It's different over the time. But this is where the AI is, uh, I mean, come for real because AI... Uh, is able to distinguish what are the patterns that we commonly use for doing uh, uh, kind, these kind of activities. So the more you use your phone, even if you are using differently, the more the AI will learn to recognize you. And how did you test this? Because you're trying to create a one-on-one -on -one relationship between these hundred variables with a single person. How do you know whether it's truly a unique identifier? Sure. Well, at the beginning, it was very difficult because, of course, there was a lack of data. So you have to collect a large amount of data coming from the users to and collect continuously so that you can actually train the model and test it. So, and of course, whenever I come to this place at the beginning, you just take all the samples, you split into two steps, into part of one, it's the training sample, and then use the other one for just the testing and verify the accuracy. And then over the time, we also did some pilot. We started to get some use case report, and we understand what is the final accuracy, let's say, on paper. And uh, in that scenario, let's say we managed to find for some user, for example, the accuracy can go as I guess 95% or even more. What's your target? Well, always 100%, but it's not possible, unfortunately. <laughs> we say a possible target is 99.99%, maybe. Right, uh, right. And you mentioned before that there are different types of accuracy that you optimize for. Sure. Uh, so consider that uh, uh, essentially uh, we have... Uh, all the user has different kind of pattern. And some of us, uh, of course, uh, use the phone uh, in a very variable way compared to the other one. So maybe uh, some user is uh, uh, more uh, subject to common pattern, common behavior. So it's much easier for to recognize that user compared to the other. Mm -hmm. And of course, consider also that different devices have different kind of sensor. So this kind of variability can change the, the accuracy of the algorithm. Um, because you talked to me before about having false positives. So recognizing someone as being Alessio in this case when it's actually a thief. And also false negatives, so actually thinking you're a thief instead of yourself. Sure. How do you look at those two types of errors and, and which one did you find more important? 
So consider in the space that you are working on, especially for banks, uh, of course, they want to keep uh, the false positive as lower as they can, 0%. But the problem is uh, they cannot uh, uh, achieve 0% without uh, having the risk of rejecting too much the user. So the AI becomes very strict and it will be even difficult for the owner to log in. So they don't want to, to, to have this risk. So in that scenario, they can even accept to have, well, let's say, a 50% of uh, uh, false positive, but having 0% of false negative. So yeah. the, whole, the user, the owner, always log in, but you have a 50% of the time that at least you get frauds. Where else would this be applicable? Is, is this going to stop the leaks at Google, at Facebook also? Yeah, consider that uh, all enterprises, large enterprises uh, that have uh, uh, want to improve security internally for employees. Imagine uh, an employee that share a password with another employee. Uh, last year, a bank in India, PNB Bank, had uh, mm, so one employee shared the password with another employee, and this resulted in a two billion dollar fraud. So you want also to improve security inside your company, not mm. only outside. Right. And what am I going to notice? Say all the applications on my phone that I need to enter a password for have this inside them. What's going to change for me? The idea over the time is that we can actually improve this AI so that it can be a password replacement. Because as of now, it's just a fraud detection. So it just helps you to improve security of current system. But imagine a way to use this to completely replace the password. You take the phone with you, take the phone from the pockets, and you just use it without password, without PIN, without Face ID, without anything. And uh, if someone sealed it, it's still not able to, uh, to use it. It's not able to uh, assess your accounts or That's anything. Amazing. This is a possibility that behavioral can enable. Of course, it requires more AI, advanced AI, but it's possible. And I guess it'll work for a phone, but it might work for a car or for a door. Like I could walk up to my door and it'll know it's me. Any kind of device, consider Consider today we are working on mobile, web, so computer, any kind of computer device. But uh, uh, in the future, with the enabling, uh, with the growth, exponential growth of IoT, of course, uh, we will have a huge number of other sensors that not, doesn't come only from the device, will come from, uh, from the door, from the kitchen, from the fridge. And all this information, uh, will be also used for secure the users. So the algorithm you developed is able to recognize humans in a way that humans can't. So we can rec I can recognize your face or your voice, um, but I can't recognize you by behavior as your algorithm can. When is the moment going to be that algorithms can use that and mimic it to, to become you know, mirrors of humans? Unfortunately, is uh, already happening. <laughs> so, uh, if we consider specific the behavior space, of course, uh, there is not much of interest today. But, uh, for example, if you heard about news uh, related to generative advertiser network, uh, deep fake, uh, today we are able to uh, create a neural network that is able to generate fake image. Fake, uh, fake uh, face, fake voice, uh, fake. Uh, I mean, we can fake anything. 
And, and with the data you're collecting, it'll be able to fake human behavior. And one day, yes, because this data is uh, not different from a face or a voice. So by collecting sufficient amount of data, you will be able to train another uh, uh, advertiser network, for example, to generate false human behavior. At that time, of course, uh, uh, it's important uh, not to stop on the collection of data. It's important to improve even further the number of the features that you are able to detect. So unfortunately, it, it will become, uh, uh, let's say, a uh, mouse and cat play, where you have to improve further the features, and then, of course, there will be the hacker that will try to mimic also that features. But in a sense, that's not so different from security now. Except yeah, that we're using AI yeah. To, yeah, yeah. to play that exactly game. The same. And I can also imagine that you're collecting so much information on human behavior and you're applying it for security, but it might be applicable for other fields as well. Have you, have you thought about that? Uh, so we actually uh, played around also with the data before and uh, we discovered that uh, the kind of data you can use, uh, for example, Gates data especially, You can use it for identify a user, like identify the gender of the user, the age group, the uh, the height, the weight. Uh, we also discovered, for example, that you can detect some anomalies on the health of the user. Oh, wow. Like what? For example, if you have a Parkinson disease, of course, uh, the, the phone sensor will vibrate much more than mm -hmm. the other one. And uh, there are also, I think, 10 to 12 uh, potential illnesses uh, that are derived by uh, difficulties in the gate. So you could be able to analyze all this uh, working pattern and maybe detect if there is a possibility of some illness to start, at least at the early stage. Uh, is it also possible, I think uh, Uber actually working on that, for example, on uh, detecting uh, by the gate if you are drunk or not. And of course, prevent the driver to use the, 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 the car. car. Yes. <laughs> so it might be able to detect all kind of physical aspects of us humans. What about psychological aspects? Is it possible? I. I mean, the, the, there are, of course, uh, um, consider that the way you are touching the screen sometimes uh, is different because of your mood. Maybe you are angry, so you tap on the keyboard more than what you should do. And so uh, there are some aspects of the psychology also that can be detected. Of course, you need uh, a huge amount of data. You need uh, to do some accurate research so that to avoid AI, to not to be biased, because otherwise, of course, you can invalidate mm. all the research. Right, right. And so you're collecting all this data and using it for a specific vertical, for a specific niche. What do you do with all these things that you've also discovered? How do you give that back to the ecosystem of, e of AI? Mm -hmm. uh, today, of course, uh, uh, as a startup, we have to, let's say, <laughs> the... the let's say, to work on a specific front, of course. So uh, we don't have much time on dedicate on other potential activities. But uh, ideally, yes, it, it will be very interesting to collaborate also with the university, trying to understand if it's possible to use this data to do some 
real research paper on uh, detecting some of these illness, for example, uh, and verify, I mean, how could be the accuracy? Because, of course, if you consider that the accuracy could be high, there are a lot of uh, medical application or insurance company that could be interested to know in advance some of this information, know in advance if you have uh, some particular illness that is coming to the space. Yeah. So, uh, there is definitely interest and that there are many opportunities, of course, with this kind of data. Yeah, yeah, and that to me is the beauty of AI and the ecosystem surrounding it. You never know what you're going to find in the data and you never yes. know what it's going to be useful for. Yes, uh, unfortunately, as a human, we are actually limited, but AI seems to be a faster learner than us, <laughs> at least some data. What started out as solving a fraud problem is evolving unexpectedly into a new way of looking at, for instance, healthcare. Alessio Mauro from AI startup NeoI. The OG AI. Access main program. Access main security. Access main program grid. Ah, uh, uh, uh. you didn't say the magic word. Please! Uh, uh, uh. In the 1993 movie Jurassic Park, the people in the park are protected by a security system put in place by Nedry, a computer nerd slash hacker, who not only protected the park from the dinos escaping, but also covering up his Dino X stealing campaign. So he put in place a password, a very difficult password. As the system's analyst isn't all the hacker he needs to be to crack the password, they have to resort to more drastic measures. I can't get Jurassic Park back online without Dennis Nedry. We will never find the command that Nedry used. He's covered his tracks far too well. And I think it's obvious now that he's not coming back. So, shutting down the entire system... You can get somebody else because I won't do it. I shutting down the system is the only way to wipe out everything that he did. Shutting down the whole system sounds like our present have you tried turning it off and on again solution? What if the park was AI protected and only Nedry's subtle body movements could put the park on lockdown again? We want to be safe, safer, be protected against fraud, invasion of privacy, against hackers or dinosaurs. So as we know, life will uh, find a way. Will AI uh, find a fail switch to save us from the raptors? My low-tech, I'll admit, solution for avoiding phone theft? Dresses with pockets. We can definitely do better, and I can't wait until we get there. Follow me for more at bnr.nl slash AI podcast or on your favorite podcast app.